Warning. This episode contains foul language and is full of ghosts. to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends and we talk about something weird. And this week weird is one of our absolute favorite segments, something we haven't done since Halloween, believe it or not. That was the last time we did this. Today we are telling listen to ghost stories. Yay! Yay! Our favorite! <laughs> my name is Ashley, and this is my very lovely, very pregnant co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. <laughs> I am so pregnant. <laughs> I am as pregnant as I can be. Uh, truly. I'm at I'm at the end. Lauren, it's your last day on the show for a while. It is. You're going on maternity leave. I'm going on a little hiatus, guys. And what better way to end? Like we're They're doing a listener favorites. ghost story is one of our favorite episodes, so I'm super stoked, super sad to be on hiatus because love doing this show with right. Ashley and love all of you weirdos. But yeah, I'm about to go have a baby next week, which is I was going to say when this episode airs, I'll have you my will child. be a mom. Yeah, yeah. I we mean you're a mom now, but like you will right. be a, a a true mom. A true mom. He will be Earth side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he won't be in my belly. He won't anymore. be an alien anymore. That's crazy to think yeah. about. Like he's gonna be here when you're all listening to this. You'll probably have seen a photo by probably. now on our Instagram of me Sweet being baby like, boy. "Isn't he a cute little weirdo?" <laughs> yep, isn't he a cute Frankenstein, little weirdo? As Ashley calls him. Little Frankie. Little Frankie. Will you get mad if I call him Frankenstein? No. Great. I feel like that could be your auntie nickname for yeah. him. Yeah. Like your aunt Ashley or whatever you want your name to be. It can be something <laughs> weird. Aunt Sassafras. And you can call him Frankie and cool. we'll just go with it. It's going to be great. Well, my life's about to get a ton <laughs> better. Listener Ghost Stories is an episode where we g- get to tell real scary stories by real people yay the stories are sent in by listeners of the show friends family members strangers on the street the street being the internet i guess and we set up a big network of paranormal and supernatural tales with the hope being that a we spook you Mm -hmm. and b if anyone has had similar experiences you can write us to let us know and we can dig a little deeper into these Phenomena, because we don't just cover ghosts on Listener Ghost Stories episodes. We cover all kinds of crazy stuff. If you think you saw an alien, if you think you saw a UFO, if you know a murderer, Mm -hmm. if you... All of the above. If you grew up in a town with a serial killer, if you like any weird, strange story that you want to send in... We Do will it. consider it for a Listener Ghost Stories episode. Yes. We have a great yes. mixed bag today. I'm super oh, my excited. God. Super excited. I actually, uh, let's just get right into it. Let's do what it. What else do we have to talk about? Nothing. 
what do we have to talk about? Oh gosh, Us what? comes out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Us I, comes out in two days. Unless I see it this weekend, I won't be able to see it in theaters most yeah. likely because then I'll have a child. So I think I need to get my you probably pregnant have to go. booty to the theater because I do want to see it in theaters. I'm so excited I actually kind it. of do too. And I, listeners, I actually don't know if you know this about me because we don't really talk about this a lot, but I don't go to the movies. You don't. Um, very, very rarely do I actually go to the movies. I you go when you really care about a movie. When I really care I about a about movie you. or now that's pretty much it anymore. And honestly, I can't remember the last movie I saw in theaters. Oh wow. Because it's a huge for whatever reason, it's a huge trigger for my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I get that. yeah. And every time I say that, people are like, Oh, because of shooters. I'm like what? No, no I actually like wasn't even yeah. thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it has to do with I'm tr- my anxiety gets triggered by rude people. Mm-hmm. I being assume, rude in the movie setting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I assume that that's what triggers it because mm-hmm. it's when people are being like talking during the movie. Yeah. Or they keep getting up and sitting down. Yep. Or I get that same way. Yeah, they they're like eating their food really loudly, mm-hmm. and it or like they're on their phone and the light shining. It oh, sends it like actually gives me a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I get. I haven't had a full blown panic attack, so I can't completely relate. But my anxiety flares up when I'm in the theater too, and it has been one time. It was because. I was scared there was a gunman in the theater. I was in a not wonderful neighborhood and two guys got into like a fight and argument and they started to stand up and I was like, I'm about to get shot. And that was the most scared I've ever been. Probably had a mild panic attack. But for the most part, yeah, it's if I'm hearing too much sound around me or if I'm seeing the light from someone's phone or if someone's super fidgety and getting up and down, it's like that sets something off in me as well. So that's interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I, I've never heard anyone else say write that. write us if you have that Yeah, is that a thing? Too. Is that a thing? Because I've told Alex that before weird. and I'm like, I guess I'm alone in this. Yeah, it just, it got so bad that I was like, ah, I don't need to go to movies anymore. And no. it used to be my favorite thing. But now I'm like, it is a good it's not worth time. it. I get that. I'm, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait four months. I'll wait. I'll wait for it to come I can out. buy it on video on demand or something. Remember when we saw The Conjuring, Conjuring together? Two. And that was actually a really fun experience just because it was you and I and it was a fun day. But we did have a guy making weird sounds behind yes. us. And it definitely, it definitely took away from the movie experience. I didn't necessarily go into panic but i felt like my shoulders tensed up immediately yeah and I was like, well we were also yeah we also were watching a movie about demonic possession mm-hmm. and this guy was also possessed in the theater sounded like it it sure <laughs> did the only explanation i know i was he was freaking very out. scary i know so anyway anyway uh, go thing. to the movies this weekend oh <laughs> nope you this is way in the future I hope you went to the movies. So (laughs) (laughs) the first story I wanted to share today is actually one that I didn't get time to share on last week's Deep Sea episode. All right. I'm so excited. And I just thought that you in particular would appreciate this um, tale. Thank you so much. (laughs) So this was sent in by Omi Pallone. I am so, so sorry if I mispronounced that. How is it spelled? That sounds like a cool name. O-M-I. Omi 
P-A-L-O-N-E. Omi Poloni? I would say like Poloni is kind of the only other way you could go. And then for the first name, Ami or Omi. Ami Poloni? Yeah. I think you're on the right track. We're going to call him O. O. This one was sent in by O. And he says, I worked for a nonprofit that relied on big donations from very wealthy donors. This meant cultivating relationships with some very wealthy people. One of the donors I was tasked with shepherding, we'll call him D, invited me out for a weekend yachting off of slash around slash near Catalina. I was very excited. My partner gets seasick, so we never did boat trips, even though we lived near the coast. Our first night out was beautiful, and we're all lounging on the deck of this gorgeous yacht talking about eerie ocean stuff. And D mentions that he has this thin inflatable rollout panel that he tethers to the boat and lets float out in the water with like a hundred feet or so of rope, and people can use it as sort of a swimming platform. Okay, that they can like dive off of and like lounge on and right. whatnot. So we get the idea that we should unfurl this thing into the darkness and experience the freakiness of it at night. I was equal parts frightened and curious, as was everyone else. So a group of four of us did it while two people stayed on the boat. We get the thing out. We slide it into the water. We check the rope and we push off. It's pretty instantly terrifying. You can see the dim lights of the boat. But after about 40 feet, it seems really, really far away. Yeah. But it was undeniably awesome, too. We were chatting quietly to ourselves, but mostly we were just being quiet and taking in the weird mix of fear and awe from being so close to the water in the middle of the night. We get to the point where the tether gets taut and you can immediately feel the current tugging us away from the big boat, which, again, very freaky, but we're confidently tied to the boat. It's hard to see much of anything other than a few lights on Catalina. We were on the ocean side, not the bay side even though we're not far away from the shore. I lie back flat on the platform and everyone else does the same. The water wasn't rough, but it was moving, so you get rocked in random directions, splashes of water that lip up over the edge and get everyone wet. It was nice. All of a sudden, the feeling of the waves, kind of random and choppy, transitions into a very smooth swell, which makes us all gasp. We're rising, 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 quickly but smoothly, and everyone jolts upright. There's virtually no light from the moon, but it's enough for us to notice the gigantic fucking thing just under the surface of the water from us. What? (laughs) As soon as we notice it, it's already passing, and it sets in that it must be a massive, massive whale of some kind moving right below us, maybe no. a foot or two down. And we're feeling the water displacement from it. No one makes a fucking peep. Nope. I immediately grab the tether and start pulling us in and others start to help. Literally, no one makes a sound until we get back to the big boat, which no one leaves for the rest of the trip. It's all we talk about for the next 24 hours. Needless to say, I now have a healthy fear of the ocean, especially at night. People are tiny. The ocean is big. I. (laughs) 
my mouth was just hanging <laughs> open that whole time. I thought the story was going to go like we accidentally became detached and oh, we God, were floating no. around, so, well, which would be thing. scary. Yeah, but totally scary. No, I didn't think a whale was going to lift him up. I read that story and like it's not like anything like crazy happened no, in it. But, but it's still uncomfy. I just imagine myself on my back, like looking up at the stars. And the thing is, is like you're tethered to a boat that's a hundred feet away from you. Yeah. And you're nowhere near land. Right. So if something there. were to happen, like you're just out there. Like, and sorry I'm about sure you. that's a great experience, but no, thank you. No, I'm I don't want that it. in my life. That upset me so much. And then to have something swim underneath you so that the whole thing, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like you're clearly moves. being lifted no. up. No, oh my gosh, that no. made me so unsettled and weird. <laughs> I had like chills all up and down my body. I figured you'd like it. Ooh, that was not fun. I Thanks, thought it o. was going to go a different way. Thanks. Oh, I mean, it was that is a great story. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have such a fear of the ocean that I'm terrified. But holy buckets. Help. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I thought that was going a different way. I should have known. Of course, a giant whale just came and lifted him up. But at least he was just passing on. Hopefully. Not. Didn't didn't accidentally get him in his mouth like yeah. the story you told earlier. <laughs> Guys, you can get swallowed by a whale. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it another time. Talk about it another time. We can't talk about it now. Okay. Well, moving on from that horror. So this also involves a creature, but on land, we don't get, we don't do a lot of animal stories Mm -hmm. in Listener Ghost Stories, which is why I chose this one. This is from our listener, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. It's not the Leah that we reference a lot who lives in Nashville now. We always talk about one of our closest friends, Leah, who is wonderful and hopefully is listening. We love you, Leah. Love you. This is a different Leah who also also seems marvelous. Yeah, Yeah. you also seem very nice. She wrote in a couple of stories and she seems lovely. Okay. So she says, sorry in advance for making you sad, but I thought you'd like to hear a weird story about my weird life. And she said the apology because it does involve an animal and a little bit of a sad tale, but kind of heartwarming. Okay. She says, I grew up in the small town of Sandyville, Iowa. When I say small, I mean it. I don't think the population was higher than 68 the entire time I lived there, which was the first 25 years of my life. 68? 68. I thought my town was small. Like, this is crazy town. I grew up on a highway and, as is the law in small towns, had numerous outdoor cats. Love that. Every one of those cats was claimed by the highway, sadly, some earlier than others. Side note, the only indoor cat I had was named Church. As you know, that was the name of the cat in Pet Cemetery. This sounds like Pet Cemetery. I feel like the next thing she's gonna say is like behind my house was a patch of woods, and in that woods was Was an Indian burial ground. Exactly. (laughs) I know. I was I was thinking the exact same thing, which was why this was perfect. As you know, that was the name of the cat in Pet Cemetery, but I did not name her. My cousin's friend gave her to us, already grown and named with no knowledge of the book or movie. It was fate. But this story isn't about her. That's just a fun little side note. I was still living with my parents in my 20s, and sometime around 22, my dad rescued a kitten from a harsh Iowa winter. It was black with a white patch on its chest and white paws. He kept it in the garage where he could keep it warm with the wood stove taught it to go to the bathroom on newspaper and taught it to fetch. He named it Esmeralda and she was his best friend. Because it was such a small town, my dad lived there his entire life. Everyone knew or was related to everyone. 
and our garage was a place to gather and drink. As Esmeralda got older, we noticed he was a male, and his name became S. Everyone in town knew S and loved him. He would catch mice, moles, and other little things like a cat, but acted much like a dog as my dad raised him to be. He would always come home when his name was called, but only if my dad were calling him. One day he came home pretty beat up, as outdoor cats often do, with a wound on his neck. We treated it with medicine, but it was still pretty nasty. This will become relevant later. A week or so after he came home, my dad then found his body, sadly, on the side of that stupid highway. He buried S in the garden and took it very hard. Everyone who came over noticed his absence and my dad's deep sadness. While we had been through this countless times before, this was his cat, and S was special. Then, a few days later, S came back. Dad was tinkering away in the garage as usual when S just came waltzing in as if nothing had happened. My dad freaked out, picked him up, and found that wound on his neck still present. I immediately demanded he dig up the grave to prove that S hadn't pulled a pet cemetery on us, but my dad (laughs) refused. The joke of the resurrected cat traveled the whole floor four blocks of our town, and everyone said, of course this would happen to us, as I have always been a weirdo and loved Stephen King. S acted his usual self and all was well. Shortly after, he did die. We think it was infection due to the war wounds, but from whatever he had fought weeks before. My dad buried him next to the other highway cat, and that was that. I am 99% sure that he just saw a black and white cat on the side of the road, and since S hadn't been around, he concluded the cat was him, and S was just out being a cat, so he buried this other one. However, there is that 1% of me that still wonders, maybe S just needed a little more time to say goodbye to my dad, just as much as my dad needed a little more time to say goodbye to him. Thanks for being wonderful, Leah. That's so sweet. So maybe a little spirit cat. Most likely not, but but it's still it's a nice really, story. It is a very nice story, and it's also like, hey, you know the movie Pet Cemetery? Listen to my life. Yeah, it's my <laughs> life. And she, I just love how much of a weirdo she is, and how the whole town knew it, and was just like, yep, this year. How leave- the whole town would be like, of oh. course it happened to you. Of course, you Stephen King loving weirdo. Leah, you're our people. That was a great story. That was a great story. Thank you so much, Leah. I do really love stories about, I mean, I don't because they're so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but even myself, you know, like losing Azzy, there have been times when I have seen a small black animal running around and... Gabby and Penny will be on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where I'll see something and I'll be like, Who's that, Azzy? I think it's like Gabby. And then I realize Gabby's laying next to me. Aww. And then Penny's in the chair and I'm like, <gasps> Did I just what? see Azzy go by? Um, and great. yeah, that's like that's a that's something a lot of people say. It's like even though my dog died two years ago, I can still sometimes hear his paws on the floor Mm -hmm. or I can like feel him jump into bed Mm because it's a very distinct feeling when your pet jumps into bed on like the foot of the bed. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel a little like thump on the foot of your bed. Yep. And, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of especially like very skeptical people will say like, oh, that's just your mind playing tricks on you. Like Mm -hmm. you, you, you're wishing, you're wishing that they were there. You're, you're so used to feeling that, that you can trick yourself into it. And, you know, another way to look at it is, you know, the the time is a flat circle mm-hmm. way to look at it where it's like, no, Azzy is still alive. Yeah. 
in 2000 and I'm seeing this other 13. time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> as he was alive. Yeah. That's very true. I remember my we had to put my dog to sleep my senior year, but she had slept on the end of my bed my entire life. And I do remember, I, I don't know if it was a trick of the mind or if it was my little dog Lucy, but I do remember for a couple months after I'd be woken up out of a dead sleep because I swear I felt the pressure of her little body getting on the end of my bed because that was my entire life. She was my bed buddy. Yeah. So I definitely experienced that, but I just chalked it up to oh, I was dreaming or I thought I wanted her to be up here. But there was always that. But who like knows? Leah said, there was always that small 1% that was like, was she visiting? Yeah, maybe she just wasn't <laughs> ready. Lucy. I know. She was my girl. That's so sweet. Okay. Love pets. <sighs> love pets. Love Leah. So my next story sent in by Janet. And um, this story comes to us from Janet, and this one actually has an amazing and detailed follow-up story that's either going to be featured on a future episode or on our website, so keep an eye out for that. It's really cool, but this is like the initial story that started the conversation. Okay. So this is Janet. I have had far too many experiences with this for my own comfort level, especially from ages 12 to 15, though once in a while something weird happens today. And the ages 12 through 15 thing, that's what we'll get to later. But this is um, her latest paranormal experience. She says, I own my own home. It was built in 1911. I love that house. I don't live there right now. It's rented out as I had to move for work, but it's amazing. One afternoon, I was cleaning, sweeping and dusting, nothing fancy. And when I clean, I typically either blare music from my stereo or have my iPod going with earbuds. That day, I was listening to Brad Paisley, Yes, I'm a Country Gal, on my iPod. I'd shut the music off because the phone rang. I had a conversation, hung up, then went back to cleaning, but I didn't turn my iPod on. I had mentioned to the person on the phone that she that's in like quotations, was behaving lately. Um, And she, being the person that I felt hadn't quite left the house over the years, this like feminine presence that she felt around. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hadn't really noticed anything at all for quite a few months. I jokingly told my friend that I should play some big band music and see if she'll wander out to dance. Anyways, back to cleaning. About 10 minutes went by and I was almost done. And then I heard music playing. I figured I'd left my iPod on by accident, but then I realized it was 20s-style big band music, a genre that I love but I don't have on my music list. I started to fish around in my pocket for my iPod, and then the air got very cold in the kitchen. When I looked at my iPod, the hair went up on the back of my neck. It was still set to Brad Paisley, but all I could hear was big band music. Then I heard a voice in my left ear, a female voice, and very close to me, asked, did you like that better? I managed to not freak out. I said, yes, thank you. And the air went back to normal and I continued cleaning. It was one of the weirdest experiences in that house, though not the first nor the last. So I would poo my pants. I don't even know what I would do in that situation besides, yeah, probably release my bowels and maybe cry. Not cry 
out of sadness, but just like Shock. what? Yeah, what just happened? Yeah. Holy buckets. I can't. So she was, I feel like this female voice was kind of messing with her. Yeah, I feel like, like oh, that. I heard you talking about the big yeah, band I heard, music. I like, heard you talking about What'd you think about, about that? <laughs> My gosh. I like a good story where a spirit or, you know, whoever, whoever that person is or that energy is. I like when they get their, they mess yeah. with you a little bit. They get a little sarcastic. Those are some of my favorite stories. I like, actually I hear have you. <laughs> another one really quickly oh, that yeah. has to do with sort of the same thing. This uh, this story was sent in by Trax33, T-R-A-X-E-33. That's their Reddit name if you want to find them on Reddit. And Trax33 actually wanted us to promote the National Coalition Against Domestic Abuse. Mm. Um, and their website is www.ncadv.org. Love it. What's that Great called? Cause. Anonym? Acronym? Acronym. Acronym. Yes. Acronym. Yeah. Yes. So it's the acronym <laughs> for the National Coalition Against Domestic Abuse. So check them out. They're a great cause. Tracks 33 says, I moved into a house that's almost 100 years old. And about after a year of living there, one day I was sitting alone painting some figurines when Alexa, Alexa as in like Amazon Alexa. Right. When Alexa blurts out, Yes, Diana, it is Jimmy's favorite song, and then proceeds to play Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Diana is the name of the lady who previously owned the house, who's been dead for about five years, and Jimmy was her cello-playing husband, who, after Diana died, moved into a senior-assisted living community. Shut the hell up. (laughs) No. No way. Oh, my God. No. That's crazy. So to hear the actual names of the people like Diana was living there. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know what Alexa does. So essentially you it's like Siri on your phone. Right. Where you'll say like Alexa play this song and Alexa will play a song Mm -hmm. and you can program her to do different things. So say you want her to repeat the last thing that you said. Right. So if you're like, hey, Alexa, play um, the Black Eyed Peas. She'd be like, okay, Ashley, playing Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. So that's what hers was set up to do. And yes. all of a sudden, she's like alone in the silence. And all of a sudden, Alexa says, yes, Diana, that is Jimmy's favorite song and plays. And plays. A symphony. The music. So that's crazy. So Diana was getting in there trying to get some whispers. In. I feel like Diana went up to like, like was like observing this machine right. and was like, "Hey, can you try. play Jimmy's favorite song?" Right. Which is she just wanted in on the Alexa sad. magic. But oh yeah, so Tracks Thirty Three also said that she wanted to add that in the two years that they've lived in the house, I've come to believe it's haunted. Little things like leaving a drink on the kitchen counter and leaving the room only to find the drink in the sink and no one has touched it or feeling cold spots come and go. The feeling of being watched. Sometimes they will leave the house knowing that they turned all the lights off and come home and all the lights are on. Mm-hmm. And also the dog and cat are both deathly afraid of the basement. 
which is not ideal. That's never a good sign. She said it was very weird when they moved in. The previous owners, the aforementioned elderly couple Mm -hmm. that no longer lives there, had locks for their closets and on both the inside and outside of bedroom doors, which is strange. But she said, I'm not bothered by it, though, because nothing bad has happened. Just like strange, eerie. Yeah. But still. Oh, man. That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. And now I'll never get an Amazon Echo. No. I can't. We have a Google Home, which is the same thing, but you, instead of saying Alexa, you say, okay, Google, and then ask it a question. And we, I, to be honest, would never choose to buy that. Like, you have Siri on your phone, and Mm -hmm. also I don't mind typing things into Google. So it wasn't number one on my list, but it was gifted to us by my grandma. But... Google will sometimes talk when I'm home alone, but the TV has always been on. So it's never come out of complete silence. I think she, I say she, like Google's a lady, Um, but it's a female (laughs) robot voice. She'll respond to something that she thinks she hears on the TV. Either it sounded like, okay, Google, or maybe a commercial said Google. So it's never been to the point where I'm like, oh, there's definitely a ghost, but it still scares the shit out of me because I will be sitting on the couch literally right next to it because it's on the little end table in our (laughs) living room. I'll just be eating some popcorn, enjoying my life. And she's like, I don't know how to do that, Lauren. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was just sitting here alone. So it's extremely startling, and I can't even imagine how that would be you when you're sitting, like, in sitting in silence. And to hear the name. The of names the of the people yeah. that lived there before. Nope, no, thank that's you. next level. I um, It's sort of like with Siri. If you say seriously, mm-hmm. you're like, seriously, I just she'll can't imagine. And she'll be like, can't imagine what? And I'm like, no, no one was talking to you, No one was talking to you, to you bitch. <laughs> I'm just waiting very for her to pipe up. I know. I look down at my phone shut. like, did you get her? Did you get her? Did you get her? So I'm going to move on to a story. I'm saying story lightly because it's kind of a bunch of stories pieced together from okay. one of our listeners' experiences. I just thought he wrote in a bunch. His name's Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you. He wrote in a ton and they all, all the stories kind of comment on his abilities that he has, which we talk about having sensitivities all the time. And Mm -hmm. especially in our recent mediumship episode, which you should all listen to, we talk about sensitivities and abilities and leaning into that. So I thought this was appropriate. So it's kind of a bunch of just little experiences in his life and how it all started. And the way Jeremy's story starts actually ties back to another listener ghost stories episode where someone wrote in and said, the holes in the leg. Oh, that was God. one of your stories oh. where they yeah. woke they woke up in the night. What was it? And they had holes on they their legs, like right? They had like four diagonal holes on their leg. And then like the next day there were three more right beneath it. And yeah. then two and then one. It like formed like a perfect triangle. Right. And like the person who sent it in said like their mom wasn't like taking it seriously. Right. And like, I don't know. It was very strange. But basically he woke up again and they were completely they gone were just gone yeah and he hasn't been able to do math since right yes which is just like <laughs> which excuse is, me it's just insane yeah so jeremy so heard this story and then was like oh hello this happened to oh me. hello this happened okay so not the math thing right. but here we go 
So Jeremy says, I had a very similar holes in the leg situation as one of your listeners who wrote in. However, I can still do math, he said. Oh, good. I had five symmetrically spaced holes magically appear one night just below my knee on my right leg. I would say I was just about 12 years old. They were about an eighth of an inch deep, perfectly circular, and no blood. They were gone by the next day with no marks, no scratches, no pain, no nothing. I thought it was very odd. And then sometime not too long after that, I had my first hallucination coupled with sleep paralysis, which had never happened before. My room was by the front door of my parents' house. In the hallucination, I heard knocking and deep rumbling noises. It started soft and then became ear-splittingly loud. Finally, I felt a great force push me towards the head of my bed, and then the spell was broken and I just woke up screaming. From then on, I became extremely empathetic, like uncontrollably, and started seeing specters around my house. A little side note about my family. My mother grew up in a haunted farmhouse in Ohio. She said ghosts were always a regular part of her existence. She believes they were poltergeists because they would throw things, hold doors shut, and they would see spectral balls floating around. She stated one day all the doors in the house began banging open and shut frantically, and just like that, they were gone. So, ghosts are a thing in my family's past. Anyway... Things got weird after I had that first hallucination. I came to realize that there were two quote-unquote spirits in my house. One was of a small black child who died of pneumonia, and one of a man in an orange construction vest. I only had two encounters with the man in the vest. It woke me up, furiously angry, standing by the foot of my bed, and then simply vanished. The last experience was when I was an adult and went back to the house before my parents were going to sell it. As I was walking through the house, I saw him standing at the door of my room out of my peripheral vision. I legitimately thought someone was in the house, and it scared me to death until I realized it was the orange vest ghost. He just had to get one last scare, I guess. Now the I was little... going to say, what's worse? I know. It, what is worse? Like, I is don't it know. worse? You know, you hear those stories about people saying like, oh, we thought we had this ghost, like... Things would be moved in the kitchen or like things would disappear from the pantry or like we heard noises in the basement. Oh, but it turns out we found out later that like this homeless guy was living in our basement. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. What? No. Uh, what? Which I one's of, worse? I think that one is worse. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think so too. To think an actual person is living in your basement rather than someone that can come and go and yeah. vanish. And yeah, I nope. If I nope. found out someone was living in my basement, that is just not I'd never okay. sleep again. No, nope. be like, oh, okay. Okay, life is over. <laughs> exactly. I agree. So we got one last scare from the guy in the vest. The little girl was like a shadow that I would see. In fact, my entire family saw it at the same time, including our dog. It was standing by the TV and ran around the wall. It was like something moved that after the fact you realized was there, but you didn't notice it prior to the movement. So everyone... Didn't even notice it was there until like okay. the movement happened and then everyone saw it. Um, my brother used to complain of rats in his room and seeing a little girl with red eyes. Now, I never witnessed these aspects, but I always knew that this figure was a sick girl and there was a lot of coughing. I was also able to see things at my first girlfriend's house. It was a Civil War hospital back in the day, so it was super haunted. There was a Civil War soldier on a cot at the foot of the bed complaining of his wounds Ghosts would walk through the house constantly, open and shut doors, run up and down the stairs, and I just did not like being at her house. Otherwise, mostly things remained quiet until I turned 25. <laughs> Doesn't sound Other quiet, than that, Jeremy. I know. Not even normal, phased. Normal, normal childhood. Just normal things. 
Things remained quiet until I turned 25. I knew about ghosts in various places and people's emotions, but it for the most part was not intense to me. I became a Christian after previously being an atheist and everything amped in a negative way. Mm. It started on a trip to the Smokies on my motorcycle. My tire blew out and I had to go to a hotel in some ridiculous no-name town in Georgia. I fell asleep praying. I awoke to a wind in my face and I thought, am I having a holy experience right now? It definitely was not. Okay. I couldn't open my eyes and I was being pressed to the bed. I felt heat and I heard deep popping sounds like the noise you get from wind on a microphone. I was terrified and I screamed in my head, Lord, help me. And it went away, but not for good. I was being attacked every night by demonic visions from there on out. Things like hellhounds on my bed, demonic laughing, and every time I was paralyzed. But typically, if I could manage to make a sound or move, I would break it. This was easier said than done. I also was having dreams and visions of tragedies that had happened years ago at places I had been. It was all way too much for me to handle. I finally had the church lay hands on me and pray over me, and the hallucinations and paralysis finally stopped. I'm still empathetic to people and sometimes places, for example, the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Sometimes it's too much for me to handle, but mostly I am now able to block it out. I was going to say, that all sounds like uh, sleep paralysis. It does. Seeing the hallucinations, like the creatures on your bed. The laughing and, like, and the voices, Feeling like too. you're being held down. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm well also, you know, the thing is, is I, it always drives me crazy when someone's like, so I saw this creature standing by my bed and, you know, it, I couldn't move. I couldn't like breathe. And everyone's like, well, that's sleep paralysis. And it's like, yeah, it is sleep paralysis. But we don't have a way to explain sleep paralysis. Right. Yet. I mean, you do. Here's the thing. The reason you have sleep paralysis is because you are asleep. Mm -hmm. And when you sleep, your body becomes slightly paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So that when you dream, you don't act out shit you're doing in your dream. And like harm yourself or harm others or get hurt. And then isn't it you sort of waking up before your body? So basically you wake up before your body is unparalyzed. Right. But here's the thing. We don't understand dreams yet. Yes. So that's not any less scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, well, it's just sleep paralysis. It's just sleep it's normal. Paralysis. It's You're like, fine. yeah, but you don't understand what that is. You don't understand what dreams are. Uh-huh. How do we know that when we dream, we're not slipping into another dimension? Exactly. And when we have sleep paralysis, we could still see into that other dimension. Yeah, there's so You're much not helping. No. And <laughs> also, not less scary to just brush sleep paralysis off also isn't fair because you're seeing something so scary even yeah. if it is just this disorder that everyone in the world is going through too you're still seeing a creature at the end of your yeah. bed or you're hearing a whisper in your ear everyone kind of has these different experiences that's still horrifying, horrifying. and you can't breathe or it's move like saying or like oh it's just schizophrenia it's right. like oh thank god oh good then goodness all is well it's still terrifying and yes it, I mean, and he even says that. He's like, I have hallucinations and sleep paralysis. He owns that. But he also got this extra sensitivity to places and people yeah. where he could kind of where it's see triggered. into their life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, seeing the nightmares of tragedies that had happened at places that he'd been, like, I thought that was a very interesting fact. So I do think getting those strange, unexplainable holes in the leg did something to him, it sounds like, because that's... As soon as that happened, that's when that's all of when these other up. things started sweeping up. And 
yeah, there's definitely something going on. These holes in the legs that people are getting. But he can still do math. He can still do math. He just I got some extra abilities. When when I told that story that I remember having a hole in my leg when I was little. Oh, yeah, you did say And that. it going away. And right. being an adult and being like, well, that was probably just a weird dream I had. But I can remember it. I can remember being on my playground at school and remember on playgrounds how like when there was rocks on the ground they were just that really dusty pebbles yes that were right <laughs> everywhere mm-hmm. and i remember like this hole was like it was actually somewhere near i think it was on my knee because i remember being fascinated and being like why is there a hole in my bone on my knee right and like covering it up with a band-aid but the band-aid had like come off and I was so afraid sitting at recess because my band-aid came off I was afraid one of those dusty little pebbles was going to make it into the hole on my knee and this was so like I can remember it so clearly it's so vivid and then I can remember the next day being like oh I don't have a hole in my knee anymore thank god but also like where did it go but as an adult yeah I'm like well that was obviously a dream small Ashley but was it and you're a very sensitive was person it? to things in apartments and the world in as well. Apartments only. <laughs> like mostly in your apartment, <laughs> but still. Yeah, I I don't know this what this hole in the leg phenomenon is. The first story I'd ever heard was from that other listener, but I now that Jeremy has written in, I'm fascinated by it because it seems like it has some sort of effect afterwards. Whether it's a dream or not. It triggers something in yeah, these people. Yeah, I mean, it could absolutely be a dream. But yeah, like, and I don't think these people are denying that. Signify? that. But sort why? Of like, why did something? We should change? look it up on like a, a, a dreamjournal.com because yeah. you know how like one of my favorite ones, and maybe it's just because I've had it so many times. Uh, teeth falling out. Yes, that dream that is actually lot. that's a stress dream, obviously, right. yes. and it has to do with there's two separate kinds. There's one. That is tied directly to finances. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you have dreams about your teeth falling out, most of the time you're worried about finances. That's Maybe you like made a big time. purchase. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another one is vanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're worried, like maybe you had. I don't know. Maybe you just got a bad haircut. Maybe you had, uh, I don't know. Did you get some bad bangs? You had bad bangs. (laughs) Story of my life. No, your Um, bangs are great. Yeah. So it's like a vanity thing where like if you're worried about your physical appearance, you will have dreams where say your teeth are falling out or you have to get adult braces or something like that. Or like your appearance is like to the max being tested. Right. So that's fascinating. It is. I love reading about dreams. I know. I should read more about them because every time I talk about dreams, I get more and more fascinated. Mm -hmm. But who has the time? (laughs) Who has the time? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my next story comes from baby girl R and you can follow her on Instagram at rainbow drops. That's at R A E N B O W underscore drops. That's a fun name. Right. I'm into it. Um, and also, uh, Rainbow Drops, Baby Girl R. She wanted us to plug and promote today Planned Parenthood, which is one of my favorite things to promote. I'll promote it every single day of my life. Planned Parenthood is a great place. Planned Parenthood's doors are open to anyone and everyone everyone who needs uh, medical attention, usually involving 
your sexual I'm reproductive not organs. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Your reproductive organs. It's not just an abortion clinic. Nope. In fact, that's, that's like two percent of what they do. And if I hadn't had access to Planned Parenthood, I now have health insurance, so I'm okay. But there were five years where I did not. Not Same. because I was unemployed. Not because I was blah, 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 blah. I yep. couldn't afford it and my job didn't offer it. And Planned Parenthood saw me for a reasonable price mm-hmm. for five years. So go Planned Parenthood. We love you so much. Same. Before I got married and got beautiful insurance, I do have <laughs> to say it is, it's nice having good insurance. But Planned Parenthood did all my pap mm-hmm. smears, gave me birth control, did all my checkups. They were always there for me totally and I affordable. could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. It's when I was a young fool with no money and they were there for me. So we love you, Planned Parenthood. Also, I will say Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood nurses are mm-hmm. some of the nicest nurses Agreed. I've ever, ever, ever seen. Completely and I agree. feel like ever since I got insurance and like started seeing actual nurses and not actual, it's not that they're not actual nurses, but right. nurses and doctors at hospitals, I don't feel like I've been listened to since. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I love my OB, but the nurses in her office are not great at yeah. all. And I feel like they just kind of step over me and treat me like a, just another item on the checklist. Yeah. How many times have I been to the doctor in the past year about my like digestive issues? Oh, yeah. And what have so they done? so many bad experiences. I know. Literally the last two Love. told me to keep a food journal. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. That's why I'm at the doctor. Right. Because <laughs> I should keep a food I've journal. I've never heard that advice before. I'm about to Thank go you. to Planned Parenthood and be like, no, no, no. I understand. I'll pay the full price. Like, yep. I get it. But like, I need someone I need you to actually care me. for me right now. So Planned Parenthood. Love Anyways. Uh, baby girl says... I used to visit my grandparents' house with my father every Sunday. A very odd family lived a few houses down. They had a massive property in the middle of old Pasadena. Hey, what? The house had three stories, a basement, and a huge backyard. I was introduced to the little girl that lived there at some birthday party, and we would sit on the side of the house and look at four-leaf clovers. She told me she liked to play in the backyard barn, but nobody was allowed to go back there anymore. She promised that there were a ton of animals there, and I loved animals, so of course I wanted to go. She said we had to be very quiet and fast, but that she would show it to me. We had to follow this little trail maybe a quarter of a mile behind the house. There was a ton of foliage around the trail, and it blocked out the building, but there was a barn back there. It was actually massive and really something you would see out of a movie. She said it had been in the family for a long time, but the barn looked pristine. When we approached it, she told me we had to be very quiet and that we couldn't go inside. We started playing around the barn, but not directly next to it. We started looking for clovers again for a while before I remembered that she had mentioned animals. And when I asked if we could see them, she scrunched up her face and got up. She didn't say anything, but she did get up and start walking towards the barn. The grass was overgrown right up against the barn, which didn't really make any sense because the barn looked brand new. The rest of the area was cleared out. The grass was only overgrown up near the barn. She started digging through the grass like she was looking for something, but she wouldn't tell me what. 
The longer I stood next to the barn, the more uncomfortable I got. I felt like we were somewhere we weren't supposed to be, and I became a little distracted and started looking around for our parents or some adult to jump out and scold us. When I turned around again, there were a pile of bones sitting on the ground. I looked up at her, and she was holding a very small skull in her hands. It looked like it would have belonged to a sheep, but way, way smaller. She leaned in and whispered, This is why we can't play back here. Whoa. (laughs) She said, My mommy said he doesn't like animals anymore. Oh, my. I'm not sure why I wasn't freaked out. That's so (laughs) creepy. (laughs) Once I noticed the bones, I could see them scattered all through the grass. We heard her mom call for us and we ran back. It wasn't until a year or so later at another birthday party that I was in that backyard again. I asked her mom if we could go play by the barn and she looked at me like she had seen an alien. She said they had never had a barn. And the trail to it just disappeared. There were big trees there and everything. Something weird happened with the adults after that, and I was never allowed to go to their house anymore. What? I have no idea what happened. It was very creepy. I'm fairly certain I had an overactive imagination as a child and dreamt all of it up. I asked my father a few years back if he'd ever seen the neighbor's barn, and he had no idea what I was talking about. Why would there be a barn in the middle of a big city? But the thing is, is like she thought like maybe she dreamt it, But the fact that the mother reacted that way when she asked, like, a year later, when she asked, like, if they could go out to the barn, and the mom was, like, appalled that she would ask that, and then she was never allowed to go back. I was going to say, that is so fishy. What the fuck is going on back there? It's immediately sketchy. Like, that she saw a reaction on the mom's face. Yeah. You can't Bringing up this supposedly, like, non-existent barn. barn. I just hate it. I don't when, like, like that at all. <laughs> it was of my Ooh, arm. Yeah, I that just made when, me feel weird. Yeah, the the woman or the the girl was basically like, "This is why we can't go to the barn." Mommy says he doesn't like animals anymore. Right. Like, who the fuck who? is she talking who about? Who doesn't like animals? Who was in the barn? What was going on <laughs> who back was in there? The barn? Oh is my the gosh! Barn real? Where is the barn? Is it real? Can we only go there in our imagination? <laughs> do you have to believe <laughs> in, to the believe in the barn? I do believe in fairies. It's I like do Tinkerbell. It. Yeah, clap if you believe in the barn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> clap if you believe in the barn. That is so weird. It made me feel strange sensations. It made me feel things, for sure. Ooh. It reminded me, it has nothing to do with this, but just like the way you whispered and portrayed that creepy little girl, which was marvelous. It oh, reminded me of Samara when she's getting interviewed in the ring. Oh, she's yeah. Like, but he doesn't know. <laughs> know what? It immediately brought yeah. it back to me. And there is a barn involved in that. She was sleeping in the barn. Very oh, true. And there's animals. Yeah. Horse. Oh, there's sad horse things. Sad horse things. For sad sure. horse things. That's what it says on the back of the DVD. <laughs> Get ready for sad horse things. Um, This next story is super fun for me because it was submitted by my mom. Oh, my gosh. My, I feel like I don't talk a ton about my mom i've mentioned my dad jeff because he actually listens to the podcast and is obsessed with ashley and wants to (laughs) adopt her 
Um, I mean, who isn't obsessed with Ashley? But yeah, like right? he he just loves our podcast and is like the biggest fan. He's very similar to Pam, Ashley's yeah. mom. Like they've just they've listened from the beginning. They're into it. My mom has not. My really dad had does not listen the to the show. Yeah, yeah. and it, and that's fine. And she's not really into this stuff, and that's totally great. But she sent me an email a couple weeks ago and was like, "Hey." Been meaning to mention this to you. My hometown had a crazy murder when I was little, and here's some articles Been about it. Been meaning to mention like, this, mother. To you. This should have come mother. up sooner. And the weird thing about it is, she's from a very tiny town called McHenry. It's in Illinois. It's like an hour outside of Chicago, but it is not anything like the suburbs out there. It is right. super tiny. It just has like a high school, a town square, and a church. I think it's grown a little now, but when she was growing up, it was. Everybody knew everyone. There's like three streets. So this like blew up their town. Um, So it's this man, creepy, awful man named, <laughs> <laughs> named Mark Smith. Smith is responsible for two murders in McHenry County in the 1970s, another in Cook County and a fourth in Arkansas. By his own admission in the book Legally Sane, Smith killed at least another eight in Germany where he was stationed in the U.S. Army during the Vietnam War. So Guy likes to kill. Right. He's a killer. So a 20-year-old at the time, Smith brutally raped and murdered Jean Bianchi, a 27-year-old mother of two young children, mm. and 17-year-old Jean Ann Lingenfelter, both of McHenry, Illinois, this super small town. My mom in the 70s was a teenager. I believe she said, yeah, she was saying she was in high school when all of this was going down and oh like God. it rocked their town. Bianchi was at a laundromat on January 27th, 1970, and she completely disappeared, leaving behind her laundry and an unfinished letter she had been writing while waiting for her laundry. Smith forced her in his car at knife point and repeatedly stabbed and raped her. He oh dumped God. her body off of a bridge outside of McHenry and came back. When he saw her climbing up an embankment and just made sure that he pushed her back in. In the book, he said he could hear her lungs fill with blood after he punctured them and it brought him satisfaction. Bianchi's body was found three days later in a partially frozen creek. Um, this guy was known to brag about the things he did. He talked about it openly in books. He told the police everything once they finally caught him. He had zero remorse and Gravy. was all about it. Then four months after Bianchi's murder, Jean Ann Lingenfelter never returned home from studying at a friend's house. The 17-year-old was only a week away from graduating high school. Mm. Lingenfelter's naked body was found by a young couple on a beach in the Lakeland Park subdivision nearby. Nearby as well in Cook County, which is like the Chicago area. Yeah, Janice. that's where um, John Wayne Gacy was active. Yes. Cook, Cook County. County. Mm-hmm. In Cook County, detectives found Janice Bulliard was murdered at a place where it was like a power plant where she and Mark Smith had both worked. After he was arrested for the McHenry murders, he then, Smith eventually confessed to also raping and killing Janice Bulliard using her own pantyhose as his murder weapon. Uh. So he is just a sick and twisted man. The crazy thing about this case, other than that it took place in this small town where everyone knew these people, like my yeah. mom knew the people who was murdered, not as her close friends, but right, knew them, but like, knew their relatives. Knew their names, yeah. Yes, the names were familiar. Probably knew their siblings. Exactly, yeah. like knew people related to them. She said the craziest thing was every three years, this monster got to go before a parole board and go up for parole and plead his case. Luckily, every time they were like, 
no, absolutely yeah. not. And he was shut down and he's still rotting away in prison to this day. But the really sad part is, is every three years when he goes before the board, the family, all the family of these women also come forward and have to relive exactly. the pain and devastation over and over again. So my mom was saying how that is just the worst part of all of this and how those families have never been the same. They're in. No, they're completely traumatized. They're in pain constantly probably still are to this day even though it's been years and years so he's still hanging out in prison thank god in his time in prison they also connected him to that arkansas murder that i um mentioned before there's not a ton of details on that one and what my mom sent me she was obviously focusing on the ones close to home but he is a monster yeah what a jerk and he was young when he was committing these things i think that's the weird thing he was only a 20 year old when he went after the 27 year old like he was just a young pup that's the thing for a crime like this like it doesn't that doesn't bode well if you're able to commit such atrocities when you're that young there's very little evidence to show that you won't do it again Mm -hmm. in fact you will do it again yeah it's different when it's like, you know, I was 20 years old and I robbed a liquor store. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. that case, it's like, he's 20. Yeah. Do you know how many stupid fucking things I did at 20 right. or 17, We're all 18, making terrible 19? Yeah. yeah. 100%. But like brutally raping and murdering, and murdering. multiple women mm-hmm. close to, you know, I mean, what, 10, 15 women? Yep. Like, yeah, he needs to die in prison. A complete monster, and not just like he doesn't even try to argue it and say, you know, I, I went insane. I, I have this issue. He just uh, said, I enjoy this. I feel no remorse. Yeah. I liked knowing that her lungs filled with blood. Oh, I like the sensation. Like, I mean, that's the, that is so sick. That's the only reason because I'm pretty against the death penalty. I don't think. I mean, I think that the death penalty is pretty barbaric. Mm-hmm. And also, there's just so many cases of innocent men being accused of crimes and, and being put and on death spending row. the rest of their lives in jail mm-hmm. and being put on death row and eventually like dying for a crime they didn't commit. There's enough of that going around that makes me wary of the death penalty. But in cases like this, where it's like the DNA evidence shows they did it, they admitted to doing you confessed it, it, they 100% did this mm-hmm. thing. I would so much rather this guy get a needle put in his arm and go to sleep. Right. We then don't, these families we don't have need to, him here anymore. Yeah. These yeah. families have to come forward every three years. Then right. in the thing is, it's like, it's not just every three years. It's every single day. Yeah. It weighs on you. They're that living through it. There's a moment it. that he might be able to like get out of jail and like live the rest of his life. Right. You know, and he doesn't deserve it. I agree with that. I think the pain for the family of having to go before that board every day is just horrible. I actually think, like I said, I'm sorry, my notes are all over the place. I don't think he goes before the board anymore because his sentence got added on to when he attempted to escape. Oh, shit. Not even just the Arkansas murder. Sorry, bro. There was sentencing added on when they found out he did the Arkansas murder, but also... He got an additional 10, 18 years added on for an escape attempt. And I think after the escape attempt, they maybe were just like, 
no, you're done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> you don't get any you other get chances. You get to spend so 18 years in prison. That may be here. the light at the end of the tunnel is that I don't think he's up for anything anymore and he's just a gross old man rotting away now. Well, sorry, dude. What was his name again? Mark Smith. The most Mark boring yeah. name of all time also, but... <laughs> Yeah. You could have been a famous serial killer if only you had a better name. I know. Mark A. Smith. Yeah, McHenry, Illinois. Tiny town. Shout out to us if you've heard of it or if you live there, if you know Jane Myers. <laughs> <laughs> or if you know Jane Myers. I guess her name was Jane Liptrot at the time. Did you hear that maiden name? It's real. Liptrot <laughs> was her name, which I think is hilarious. Uh, we love you, Jane. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you in a week. So this uh, next story was sent in by uh, another Reddit user, Time Trigger. That's Time underscore Trigger if you want to look him up on Reddit. And this story is bananas. Oh, gosh. When I was 12, my family lived in a house that had a very large pond behind it. Think less of a pond and more of a very small lake. So when we first moved to this house, the neighbor's son was always out at the pond fishing. And when I would talk to him, he would swear that there was an absolutely huge catfish in the pond. He really wanted to catch it, but was never able to. He said he knew that it was there because he'd seen it eat some of the baby ducks and geese that lived there. He said he watched them get sucked down under the water while swimming on the surface. I thought it was super interesting that a fish could eat baby ducks, but I never really gave it a second thought. The neighbor's son eventually moved out. He never did catch that catfish. After living there a few years, I was probably around 16, I finally saw what my neighbor's son was fishing for, or I at least saw its effects. My friend was spending the night just hanging out playing video games all night on some random weekend when we heard the ducks on the pond completely losing their shit. This was around midnight, and normally we didn't hear the ducks inside, so we had to see what was going on. At first, we didn't notice anything. It just seemed like the ducks were going crazy every once in a while for no reason. Around 10 to 20. We had a lot of ducks and geese on this pond. One day, my dad counted like 300. Jeez. Around 10 to 20 would fly off of the pond for a little while and then come back down the whole time, just freaking out. And then we noticed it. Ducks were being pulled under. We watched as several ducks were pulled under the surface by something and all the ducks around it would flip the fuck out and move away from the spot. It was insane, which already gives me the chills. I hate water. It's so eerie. I have seen ducks dive for food before and this was not that. They would kind of struggle as they were being pulled down, throwing their wings and head up as they went down. It seemed like something was grabbing their legs and pulling them under. And let me clarify, these were not baby ducks. These were full-grown adult ducks being pulled under and not resurfacing. Next day, we told everyone, and very few people believed us, as these things usually go. Never really saw anything like it again and had stopped thinking about it until one night, something happened. It was a cool summer night. The window was open. I was playing a game on my Nintendo SP when I heard something outside. It sounded like someone with big, sloshy, wet boots was stomping through mud. I was sitting on my bed next to the window looking at my SP when I first heard the sound. It sounded like whatever it was was walking down the fence line to the pond. I jumped off my bed to go look out the window. When I looked out, I saw 
what I can I can barely describe. At the end of our fence, about 20 feet away from the pond, was this giant brown and black mass of something. The size of it was around the size of a small car, and it was rounded, kind of like Cousin It, with two shiny black eyes near the top, and it was looking right at me. Excuse me? As soon as my eyes met its... I collapsed with fear. I have never felt anything near that level of fear before in my entire life. One time I almost died at car surfing and the fear I felt then was a drop in a bucket to what I felt when this thing's eyes looked straight Into at my me. soul. I laid there on the floor, unable to move, unable to breathe, and listened to the creature walk to the pond. I heard splashing and that was it. I laid there for what seemed like hours and eventually moved to my bed and stayed awake in fear all night long and I just stared at the window. No idea what it was. I think about it often. Um, I would think about it every day for the rest of my life. It's a giant catfish that walked its ass out of the pond. (laughs) What the hell? Where did this take place? Did they say? No, it didn't say. I'm very curious if this Um, is like a weird cryptid. I know. I need to find out. I did ask. Um, he said my neighbor's son was not the only person to talk about the big fish in the pond. It was mm-hmm. kind of an urban legend in the neighborhood, but no one ever got a real good look at it. People just noticed the effects like giant splashes, snapped fishing lines, and of course the baby ducks being eaten. Right. My friends and I were the only ones to witness adult ducks being eaten that I know of. Ugh. And this is kind of crazy. The houses surrounding the pond have all had issues with mild vandalism, broken benches and fences, but I've mostly figured it was neighborhood kids until that night. And now was I'm it not neighborhood sure. kids or, or a giant, giant walking catfish, catfish that, that wanted to come break your bench? Um, ew. 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 So many watery nightmares in this episode and our last episode with mel um i'm just not a fan of the water creatures i'm really not and this solidified it that's awful i love how this was such a cool story about like a cryptid sighting because this thing didn't do anything Mm -mm. it was just nighttime and it happened to be super quiet out and it happened to be cool, so the windows were down. Right. And he heard it squ- oh, squishy feet in the yeah, mud. The that footsteps. bothered me. <laughs> oh, that was when I started to like my shoulders went up immediately to my ears. But then you know, just kind of like saw each other, looked at each right. other, and then like Had he went stare. back to the pond. Ugh. And if it wasn't a cat, I mean, you know, if it wasn't a creature, what was it? What and what was, was it doing then? out there? Right. And why was it doing that? Ew, why was it being such a creep in the night? (laughs) Creep in the night. Creep in the night. I don't like that. That is so weird. Oh my So you should be afraid of lakes and ponds too, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is you should be afraid of all water. Anytime. Don't even take a bath. The water, I know, no more baths. Anytime the water is too dark to see into, I pretty much get scared. Mm -hmm. Like I- A pool's fine. Yeah, I can deal with a pool. Even though the bacteria in a pool is is astounding. For sure. But I will still go in it. But yeah, we had a lake in my hometown growing up. And I mean, I swam in it all the time when I was little and didn't even think twice. But now as an adult, that sounds so terrifying and awful. And if I can't see my feet. Same thing. I used to swim in lakes all the time. And now it's like, I'm not swimming. Are you insane? Are you insane? No. I'll get in the ocean 
until I can't see my feet exactly. anymore. Exactly. I the can stay in the shallow areas. Yeah. Yeah. And oh even then, gosh. I'm like, if if one thing touches me, yep. vacation's out. over. Yep. I'm not just Done. out of the ocean. Vacation. We're flying, flying home. home immediately. <laughs> it sucks because Alex loves the ocean. Sorry, He's Alex. such a fish. He likes to go out deep. He likes go to ahead. ride the waves. He's one of those. And I'll I watch like, the blankets. Yeah, exactly. He's accepted now that I'll never be that person. <laughs> but when we first got married, I remember and going on our honeymoon, we were in the Dominican Republic and in the ocean and he kept trying to drag me out further. And I was like, no, this is never going to be a thing. Sorry, the wedding's already over and you can't turn back now. <laughs> but we are not you made doing your decisions. Together. Yeah, I'll sit in the shallow end and have a nice little time, but that's it. That is it. All right. This next story comes from listener Ashton. Hi, Ashton. Who Ashley knows. I do. Went, went to high school with Ashton. Oh, is yes. What we've heard. Okay. Yes. I. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't want to divulge is, is too like, many I details. I think but... I know which Ashton you're talking about, which I'm very excited that she's a listener of the show now. Yeah. But I also don't want to assume and be like, what up, girl? And then you'd be like, no, it's a guy. I actually and be like, am oh, a guy named Ashton. Um, just kidding. And I barely know you. <laughs> um, but but yeah, hi, said, Ashton. We're so happy to hear from you. Yes. And thank you for listening yes. and writing in. So Ashton says, hey, gals, my story is somewhat about my oldest child, who is now nine, and about a few houses that we lived in. I'm so glad to hear you guys mention that activity is more prevalent when there is a small child involved. It, it happened often when I was younger to the point that my mom always thought that I was haunted. Oh. I had at least five spirits visit me that I can remember vividly. Between me telling my mom about the people I saw and my sleepwalking, I definitely kept her on her toes. <laughs> now, my son Jude was right around a year old when things started happening with him. On more occasions than I can count, toys in his toy room would start singing or making sounds at different hours of the night. My sister experiences that with Josie all the time. These were toys that physically had to be turned on or touched for them to work. Yes, we have heard it and it's awful. (laughs) We lived with my mom at the time and she would always joke and say things like, here we go again. Or she would simply just talk out loud and say, that's enough. We're trying to sleep like her mom a lot. One evening while I was at work, my mom and Jude were at home and he was sitting on the kitchen floor playing and babbling what words he knew at age one. All of a sudden, he looks down the hall to where my mom is sitting and says, me, ma, I see somebody. Nope. No, thank you. My mom about died, LOL. She said she was so scared that she wouldn't even go in the kitchen to get him. I'd be the same way. (laughs) You're on your own, kid. You're on your own. She stayed at the end of the hall. And was trying to coax him to come to her. He finally did, and they didn't say any more about it. Jude and I moved out shortly after, and I noticed small things here and there, but nothing substantial. Right before he started kindergarten, we ended up moving back in with my mom. The house she was living in was so tiny, so being the great mom she is, she decided to rent a bigger place, and we would all have our own room. We went to sign paperwork and get the keys and clean, the usual move-in business. We both mentioned on several occasions to each other while we were cleaning that we kept getting a whiff of a musty man, like a mixture of aftershave and B.O. It wasn't a constant smell, and when we did smell it, it was as if someone was just walking by and you were catching the passing smell. Jude wasn't at the house while we cleaned, and we didn't mention it to him at all. We all moved in and had been there just about a month. The basement creeped me out, and of course the washer and dryer were down there. It's always in the creepy basement. 
I almost couldn't breathe when I was down there. It felt like someone was always with you. One night, Jude is in the dining room playing, and he's just having a full-blown conversation with someone. My mom asks who he is talking to, and Jude replies, Bob, he lives here, and he does not like you, Mima. Oh, I know. So, of course, the color drains from her face, and she says, tell me about Bob. Jude answers, he smells like onions. Now, I don't know about you, but B.O. has always smelled like onions to me. And at four years old, saying someone smells like onions makes more sense than knowing what body odor is. Absolutely. So, things just keep getting fucked from there, she says. (laughs) Not necessarily with Jude, but with the house and quote-unquote Bob. If I was home alone, I would hear someone in the basement moving things around. And when I would go down and check, then I would hear footsteps above me. When my mom started dating my now stepdad, he would stay at the house, and he woke up in the middle of the night a couple times freaking out because something had grabbed his ankle and jerked his leg. I feel like we talk about Uh, that motion on the podcast a lot, and it is truly a nightmare, and I can't imagine that sensation waking you up in the night. I saw him several times passing down the hall. She's talking about Bob now. I saw him several times passing down the hall, or he would be in the microwave reflection just standing behind me. No, Ashton, no. (laughs) It was becoming so frequent that it wasn't even scary anymore. He was just a part of the family at this point. Well, unless you're my stepdad. He refused to stay at the house anymore, lol. My mom mentioned to me that she actually saw Bob several times walking into my bedroom. Cool, cool, cool. Great. She said that's the only place she ever saw him. Not long after she and my stepdad moved in together and Jude and I moved in with my now husband, nothing really happened, and Jude will still occasionally just bring Bob up. I brought up the whole situation to my mom about a year ago, and she gets this really serious look on her face and tells me that something happened in Bob's house that she's never mentioned to me before. She's a very religious woman, and while we lived there, she ended up calling her friends over from church. I'm talking apostolic, speaking in tongues, laying of hands, religious people. Oh, boy. They came over with anointing oil and cloths and prayed over the house and specifically over my room. They anointed the doorway and put the cloth with anointing oil behind my bed and in the closet, which I actually found when we were moving out, and she totally blew me off when I asked about it. She said when they shut the door, she could hear faint screaming and scratching and saw a bunch of shadows going back and forth under my door. Caps lock. What? (laughs) I mean, in all honesty, I'm glad she didn't tell me this while we were living there. But at the same time, I say again, what? (laughs) Thank you for reading, Ashton. Oh, my God. I know. Like, scratching and screaming after they I shut the door. I wonder what happened, though, after that. Right. Like, I wonder if, like, activity slowed down. Yeah, did things or stop? Or did, did Bob just work? stay out of the bedroom? Right. I know. Uh, Crazy town, USA. I'm glad they got out of there, because it sounds like things really chilled out once they moved. And Jude is just kind of like, remember, Bob? <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's bothering them anymore. But I, I had never heard... A story like that before where yeah. you anointed a room, shut the door and like could hear things in agony. Like it sounded like whatever they did was working or at least putting someone in pain. But. Yeah. Well, I wonder, you know, the agony could be seen as like, oh, this is a demonic presence right. and that's why. Or it could be seen as like he didn't want to leave his room. Yeah. 
100%. That's his room. Yeah. Why are you trying to evict me from and my now room? I can't be in here because of your little spell you cast. Yeah. And now I can't be in my room that I shared with my wife for X amount of years. Or, Bob you know was what just I mean? trying like, to live and it was yeah. Ashton that was stepping on his toes. <laughs> Ashton was killing my vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. That is bananas. Banana town. Thank you, Ashton. Uh, thank you so much, Ashton, for that insane story. Are you excited to have a, a little child to see ghosts in your apartment? I'm so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after my sister's experiences with Josie, I'm very curious to see if this little boy brings anything about. So far, I haven't had any crazy experiences in my apartment except... The first year we lived there, the light in our bedroom would go on and off all the time. I don't know if you remember. I'd always put it up on my Instagram story. Or I think when we first moved in, it was when Snapchat was all the rage. So it was on my Snapchat story. But I would just like tape from the living room. I would start recording my bedroom and you would just see the light going on and off. And one day it just stopped. It did it for... Probably like six months and then just never again. That's weird. I know. So we and we changed the bulb. Yeah. Yeah. You think if it was a wiring thing too, like it would continue. Exactly. We yeah, we switched the plugs around, we changed the bulb and it would still do it, but then it just randomly stopped and I've never never felt a presence, no nothing. So I'm curious. Anywho. Well we'll see. I have one more story. It's super short, but then I have um, I I've spoken to this person a couple times, so I have a little follow up on it. And this is actually um, his Reddit username is Jesus Raptor fifty eight. Love that. So best name I great. ever did here. <laughs> Jesus Raptor. <laughs> and Jesus Raptor fifty eight writes when I was about fourteen. It was late one night and I'm laying down in my bed at about two in the morning playing on my phone, you know, the usual. And my little brother, about seven or eight at the time, comes in and tells me that he had a nightmare and wants to sleep in my bed. So I let him jump in and I rolled over facing away from him to continue to scroll on my phone. After about five or ten minutes, I get the strongest sensation of someone is watching me and it's literally eating at me. Me thinking it was my little brother lying awake watching me look at memes or whatever. So I decide to act normal and play it cool. After a few seconds, I darted around in an attempt to scare him. But when I rolled over, he was out hard. And literally above his sleeping face was the perfect face of a scared woman. What? Nobody. I I didn't think that was going to be what happened. Just Just a face right above my little brother's face. And just like that, it was gone. I didn't sleep for a few nights after that one. A few nights or ever. (laughs) So he turned around to be like, what are you looking at? To his brother. And instead, it's a woman looking at him. And she's scared like she got caught. Right. Oh, shit. You weren't supposed to see me. uh, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She was just creepily looking over the shoulder. Yeah, creepily looking over his shoulder, possibly at his phone. that lady? I don't know. But he said that the face he saw, he said, Burr, I've never been asked to explain what she looked like, but man, it resonates through my head from time to time. Even though I saw the face very briefly, it's kind of amazing. I can even recall it but she was clearly female she had quite a long nose and her eyes looked really sad or tired and her mouth was like half open 
I remember when I turned around and saw her, I saw her face. I stared directly at her. My heart dropped in a scared and nervous way, almost like I was caught in a like straight out lie and I knew I was busted. After focusing in on this uh, for a brief period, she disappeared and my sight focused on my little brother who was still sleeping soundly. I literally shot out of my bed, turned on my bedroom and bathroom light, and after composing myself, I ended up leaving my brother in there and went to sleep in bed. Fuck that. (laughs) And then I asked, I was like, did you ever have any other instances where this happened? Like anything else happened to you? Or was it just this woman's face in front of your eyes? Because, oh my God. And he said, "Um, there's a few mild ones, pretty average spooky stuff. Uh, But this one time, maybe a year or two after that night in my bedroom, I had a good friend over, still friends to this day, who was extremely skeptic, didn't believe whatsoever. And we were about 16 and my parents were both gone. And because my parents were, quote unquote, no fun, I haven't brought friends by often. Therefore, my good buddies knew of my siblings, but had never really seen them or met them. Mm hmm. So we're playing Grand Theft Auto at like two in the morning. We're home alone. He hadn't been down the hallway of the house because we had all we needed in the living room. There was no reason to go down the hallway because we weren't ready to go to sleep yet. So he gets up to go to the bathroom, which is down the hall, and I hear him say something. So I call towards him and he goes, never mind. After a few minutes go by, he's back out in the living room with me and makes a joke. Something along the lines of... I thought it was weird. He thought it was weird that my little sister was listening in on us the whole time. And he made a comment about how she's redhead uh, and thought it was odd since everyone else in my family is blonde. When, in fact, all of my siblings and myself are blonde, both of my parents are blonde, and we're the only people in the house. So after a few minutes of arguing with him, like, I would know who my brothers and sister are and what they look like and how he's never seen them. Yeah. I walk his ass down the hallway to the room he saw her in, and he was at a complete loss for words and drained of color. He was white as a ghost. He swore up and down that a red-haired girl in my little brother's room looked up and asked him if anyone was already in the bathroom. And he answered her, and she had like a nod of approval given to him, almost saying like, go ahead, the bathroom's empty. On his way back down the hallway, he didn't look into the room, but he could still see her out of the corner of his eye, like just like at a glance, he could still see her in the room. He said, to this day, we still talk about it. He's much more open to the supernatural now and doesn't talk like a skeptic at all. Now, when he talks about the paranormal, he gets all anxious and shaky, but he loves to talk about it because it's this raw feeling that he gets that he still can't explain, but loves to dive into it every time. And that's like the yeah. story he tells. He's wow. literally had like a short little like back and forth conversation with someone who was not in the house. No, definitely wasn't there. <laughs> but the woman that he saw the face that yeah. was not a young, it wasn't a little girl. It wasn't girl. a little girl. It was girl. like a, so it they was like saw a woman two... with kind of a severe face. Ooh. So there were a couple things going on. It sounds <laughs> like, yeah, sounds what? like there's a party. There's a little party, party at going. Jesus Raptor's house. <laughs> Jesus Raptor, <laughs> that's real creepy. Yes. I don't like it. Okay, well, that wo- seeing that woman's face would just ruin me. Thank you, Jesus Raptor. Thank you, Jesus Raptor. Okay, we have one more story, and it's actually from. 
the same person as the very first story that oh. I read today, Leah, again. Leah. We don't normally read two in one, but she submitted two very different stories. We had that nice little feel-good animal story at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then I thought this one was different and fun as well and scary. Okay, so <laughs> hey, Leah scary. again says, hey, girls, hey. I just wrote in last week, so you don't have to use this story. If you do, that's fine. But I wanted to share it because Lauren loves The Strangers. And the horror movie discussion from season one reminded me that this happened. I do love The Strangers. And thank you for seeing me and knowing me. (laughs) Knowing who I am. In the summer of 2000, I was allowed to stay home by myself overnight for the first time. I was 15 and didn't feel like camping and having a hog roast over at my uncle's farm. So instead, I stayed home and stayed up all night watching movies with the lights off, as you do. I just really like this girl. (laughs) I had the porch light on so I could see the bookshelf of VHS DVDs next to the door, but I didn't have to turn on the living room light. Kid logic at its best. I had the door open. The front door open and the fan on, no air conditioner. The screen door was locked because in my small town, remember, I have less than like 60 people in it in the middle of nowhere. My parents did not raise a complete fool. Around two or three in the morning, there is a knock at the door. No. I am 15, alone, in the dark, and there's someone at my door. I couldn't ignore it because whoever is there would be able to see me moving around as the porch is right off of our living room. Being in the middle of nowhere, you do get your fair share of people relying on the kindness of strangers when cars break down, animals are missing, etc. Whoever it is had knocked on the door and then backed down the two steps to the ground so I couldn't see them at all. In hindsight, I should have just closed the door and locked it, ignoring whoever was there. But instead, I walked to the door and peered out. A man stood on my lawn and he asked if I could hear him. Now, I did not open the screen door. I said yes, and he proceeded to tell me that he was lost. His friend had told him to turn left at the church, but he couldn't find the church anywhere. I explained there hasn't been a church in town since my dad was young, but there was one about six miles back in another very small town. He insisted that wasn't it, and his friend told him it was definitely here. He asked me several more times if I could hear him, and had stepped back onto the porch at this point. After we both repeated ourselves several times, he finally left. I turned off the porch light, shut and locked the inside door, and turned on the light in my living room. I assumed he was drunk and lost and chose my house because of the porch light, but there were also no cars in the driveway, so maybe he was casing the place? Nothing happened, but it freaks me out looking back on it that he kept asking if I could hear him. It was almost like he wanted me to open the screen door and get closer, but he easily could have just broken the screen if he'd really wanted to, and I didn't get that full creepy vibe from him. Sorry, it's not as exciting as The Strangers, but it's the closest my life gets. Keep it weird, Leah. Oh, Leah. Okay. Uh, okay. I have a couple things to say. Yes. One, no. Two, no. Three, no. So I, first I thought, like, oh, yeah, this guy's like trying to figure out, like, if there's other people home, yeah, like, that's if kind he of can what I was break thinking. in. But now I'm thinking, that he was a ghost. Oh, I'll tell you why. Interesting. Because he's asking about this church that hasn't been around for like six years. Mm-hmm. And he kept asking, can you hear me? It's almost as if he's surprised that she noticed like, him. Like, you can see me? Yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? Right. Can you hear? Like, it's almost like he's he's trying to like come to terms with like, no, she is talking to me. She can hear me. Right. You know what and I mean? he's like, oh, I 
I've been looking for someone who can hear me yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and she said she didn't get a creepy vibe from him. It seemed like he genuinely was just confused. needed directions and was confused. And yeah, there had been a church, but she said not since her dad was young. So maybe he was from the past. <laughs> from the past. That's yeah. so interesting. I wasn't even thinking that, but now I 100% I mean, it am. probably just was a guy like trying to just get like to the apartment. Just like a drunk but idiot who wanted to rob her, but. That happened to me once in college where this guy was banging on my uh, trailer door, like the glass door. Because I had the glass screen door locked and I had the actual door locked and he was banging on the door and I like wouldn't open the door and he was like, let me in, let me in. And I was like, oh, fuck, like I'm alone out here. Like, this is so scary. And uh, but then he kept saying like Robert or something. And I was like, oh, he's at the wrong trailer. Oh. And then so he's genuinely my sister, looking for but here's the thing. Oh, it's God. kind of creepy. My sister had the exact same thing happen to her in the exact same trailer like a year later. Did the guy so, say Robert again? I don't know. Oh. I don't remember what happened, but basically like this guy was trying to get into the apart or into the trailer and he was drunk and just like Jamie thought like, "Oh my god, this guy's trying to kill me. Like he yeah. wants to he wants to murder me. He's trying to break in, but really he was just trying to go home." <laughs> yeah, just not at the correct trailer. <laughs> He's just the wrong trailer. Poor drunken man just trying get to it. find they his way home. Hey, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been drunk in a trailer park <laughs> trying to get Always. home. Just a normal weekend. <laughs> trying to make his way home. <laughs> well, on that note, that's yep. all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Weird. Thank you, listeners, so, so much for listening. And uh, say bye to Lauren. Bye, guys. We're going to miss you so much. I'm going to miss it's you guys. It's literally going to be like just a couple of episodes. episodes. I know. Like, not even. We're being probably. pretty dramatic, <laughs> being but like, dramatic, I'm planning but... on coming back with Baby to record some episodes. And very exciting. My sister, Julia, who we talk about on the podcast all the time, mother yeah. to haunted little Josie is coming out to visit to meet the new babe obviously and we're going to do an episode yeah. with her in so like we'll month. be back yeah and that's so. in, that's at the end of next month so i really won't be gone long but that is how much i love doing this mm -hmm. i'm already depressed and having severe fomo <laughs> that i'm even going to miss out on a couple of episodes so i love you guys and i'll still be posting little things here and there and interacting so i'm not disappearing i'll just be momming it up a little bit she'll be here in spirit i will love you weirdos i'll miss ya i won't because i'll be here ashley's gonna rock it that's <laughs> the thing is ashley is already the boss lady of this podcast producing editing doing everything so she's gonna carry on and give you guys marvelous content as she always does and has some really cool ideas actually for while i'm I gone do. so I'm you guys are so you're welcome. you should all be stoked and excited because <laughs> she has great things up her sleeve. Thank you. Um, Ashley's going to keep it going and some fun guests may make appearances and then we'll be back. In the meantime, subscribe, rate and review our show on iTunes. Pretty, pretty please. Check out our Patreon page for cool bonus episodes and newsletters and merch discounts at www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast. And speaking of merch, check out our Etsy page to buy t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, tote bags, coffee mugs, magnets, buttons, and more. Whoop, whoop. 
Um, all profits go towards producing the show, and you can find that at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast. And of course, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle across all platforms is at keep it weird cast. Oh, oh, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page because we're going to be doing a lot of YouTube stuff this year, and we don't want you to miss it. We're subscribed to that. Stepping it up. We are stepping it up. Or, you know, maybe we're not. But we're thinking we're going to step We want to. We really want to. (laughs) So subscribe. Give us the motivation. Yeah, give us that. Give us that, like, those good vibes. Those good good YouTube vibes. vibes. Uh, What's our sign-off today? Oh, that's rude. (laughs) How rude of you Should have been prepared. How rude of you to put this on me. Clap if you can see the Clap if you believe in the barn. Clap if you believe in the barn. I don't know why that really got me. Clap if you believe in the yeah. barn and, and keep it weird. And keep it real weird. I believe. I believe, I in, believe the barn. in the barn. <laughs> the next time I'm back in this apartment recording, I'm going to have a child. Gonna like, have there's going to be like a, a little carrier and be like, Shh, shh, shh. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. We're talking. Mommy's going to lose it. Mommy's going to lose <laughs> her mind. to lose my mind.